0: This is the BTEC Basketball Podcast, I'm Samuel, um, and this is the first episode of what I hope is to be many. I want to break down exactly what it is that I want to do here, and what what I want this to become in the future. Uh, This is the first episode, so there there probably will be some issues or places for improvement, and that's what I hope I can build upon and edit in the future. Uh, I just want to create an introduction and break down exactly what it is that I'm trying to do here. Uh, so I'm I'm a graphic designer by trade, but I've got a lot of interest in architecture and sport, music, design, fashion, uh, anything creative in the world right now. Because uh, there's so many interesting things going on, which I just don't feel are communicated, just aren't discussed openly, uh, especially for people in our sort of like 20 year old, younger or older age group. Um, so I'm, I'm going to sort of pick certain areas from certain from these sort of topics that I've discussed, and just give them a little breakdown each week, and just talk to them in in, in a way that isn't sort of snobby or, or pretentious. Or if you don't have knowledge of architecture, or if you're not particularly interested, it can just be a tiny little insight into what is actually going on in the world and what what is sort of interesting or unique about these projects. Uh, And hopefully it will be worth your time listening to it. I want to make it crystal clear from the get-go that these are my opinions. Uh, I'm only discussing articles or things directly if I reference them uh, during the podcast. But otherwise, these are just my opinions and insights on topics that I've read about or have sort of seen online or in magazines and and things like that. So it's entirely my opinion. Uh, And I hope that will sort of be a reason why you might want to tune in rather than just reading uh, press releases or or certain sort of more insightful uh, specialist articles. So just before we get started, I also just want to make a note that everything that I'm saying is completely unscripted. You probably realise that by now from all the pauses and the ums and the ahs, but I just want it to be a sort of natural podcast I just want to I want it to be like a conversation that sort of any of us would have and I I want it to be open discussion that people can ask questions about and they know that they're going to receive my honest answer rather than a a script or a bunch of talking points Um, so I I just wanted to mention that and uh, yeah we'll see how it goes the first topic that I want to discuss is music Um, and that's probably because I just made the bold transition from uh, Apple Music to Spotify, or the lengthy transition, I should probably actually say, for uh, having to manually transfer my thousands of songs across. Uh, but sort of in doing so, it made me think about what my, what my album of last year was. And I know that we're a bit of a chunk into 2021, so I'm probably a bit a bit past this discussion point. But I thought it was worth mentioning anyway, just, just in case you guys haven't uh, sort of come across it. Uh, but my Artist of the Year, without a doubt, uh, was Brent Fayaz, Uh with his, I don't know if I can swear on this, The F uh, album. Uh, for me, it, it's just one of those albums that I, I personally very rarely come across, which is just like a no skipper. It just has perfect song after perfect song after perfect song. Uh, it's not a long album, probably about 20, 25 minutes, half an hour off the top of my head. So if you have that time, it's well worth a listen. But in case you're sort of unaware of, of the artist, uh, Brent Fayaz, I think that's how you pronounce him, Name. Uh, he's an R&B artist from Maryland. Uh, I first came across him uh, from his feature on Goldlink's crew, which was probably like 2017-ish kind of time. Uh, which I love that song. Also well worth a listen if, if you fancy it. Uh, and also his 2018 uh, single Trust was really good, and I'm pretty sure that's still topping or, or near the top of his uh, sort of most popular songs on Spotify. But so yeah, a sort of thing about what I've listened to in the last year, I, I couldn't not discuss this album just because it's rare to find a no skipper off the top of my head when I think about things like this. I, I, I the first things that come to mind are sort of like Frank Ocean, Blonde, and Channel Orange. I'd say is also a no skip. Um, sort of albums like uh, Flower Boy, also also great. But over the last couple of years, I can't think of too many other than this one, which in my personal opinion are no-skip albums. But the sort of album, is plenty of sort of slow groove R&B. Typical sort of rap stereotypes are ingrained within it, especially with his sort of vocals. But it's just such a unique take on it. There's a lot of like talking about partying and drugs and alcohol, but it's sort of completely sort of switching it up and talking about how that has affected him Um, so it's really sort of interesting to focus on listening to his his lyrics in it because it's almost like a bit of a cold-hearted delivery when you listen to the lyrics like he he doesn't sort of beat around the bush at all but the way that the lyrics just blend with the backing music and sort of backing vocals as well leaves you sort of in almost every song feeling sort of sorry for him to a certain extent. But I just wanted to sort of break down a couple of songs, if if you don't fancy listening to the whole album, but are definitely worth a listen. Um, So the first one I'd probably say is, for many people, the highlight of the album. I think it tops sort of his most popular songs from this album, uh, and that is Clouded. It's probably one of the more unique ones on the album for sure, Um, and just isn't like, isn't sort of like anything else that anyone else is making. Um, it sort of discusses his fear of, of loneliness and it, it features a lot in this, in this song, but also throughout it just has some fantastic sort of one liners that just absolutely make clear how he, how he's feeling about the topic. And this one uh, is no exception and features a great one liner. Uh, if I go tonight, Night doubt the world will change. I pray they won't forget my name. And it's sort of a lot of the the vocals are sort of quite obnoxious in a sense. But then you realise these insecurities in the song. And a lot of what he talks about throughout the album, it's sort of they're not like relatable things on the surface. They're they're things that the rich, famous, successful people <laughs> will come across. It it it's sort of like walking into a party and I don't I don't know, sort of get not getting enough attention or, or things like that. But then when you actually listen to the way he discusses it and the way it's layered on the music, and, and the way the song is structured, you you do end up relating to it and feeling sorry for him, and, and understanding the topics he's discussing. So yeah, it's sort of obnoxious on the surface, but when you break it down, it it's sort of quite sad, and that's quite unique to get in music, especially sort of in the R and B category. I I think, um, but it makes it just so unique and such a highlight in his in his discography for sure. Um the second song is my personal favorite. I would say let me know uh the the song sort of is, it has beautiful repetitive vocals uh the way I describe it i would say is i don't know if this makes sense, but it is just such like night drive energy um but it's just so it, it's fantastic it, it's sort of a bit of a longer song, a bit repetitive like i said um but he's saying he can't he can't love anyone more than himself. Um, So this is an example of the cockiness on the surface in the song, but it's cockiness done right to a certain extent. It's sort of lying over confidence, but you see the sort of holes in his his confidence throughout the songs and it makes you realise that you you do sort of feel sorry for him in a sense again. So I, I just think it's really interesting and sort of really unique. The third song on here, uh, which is definitely worth a listen, is Been Away, um, another sort of one of the highlights for many people on this album, I'd say, um, sort of talking about forgetting everyone and mistrusting the people around him, which, which, like I said, is it's not a sort of topic that a lot of people, unless you come into a lot of money and fame, can sort of relate to. But... It, it It leaves you sort of being interested and in, in realizing that he is a human being, and it's such an amazing contrast in the vocals, even between songs and that's why I think that it's worth listening to the whole album so you understand the full spectrum of of his feelings and emotions and how he his state of mind when producing this album. And yeah, just fantastic album in my opinion. I I probably keep saying that all the time, but definitely my album of 2020. Uh, But in case you do like it or you listen to a couple of songs and sort of like his style, uh, I just wanted to highlight a couple of other artists that are definitely worth your time. Uh, So like I said at the start of this segment, his feature with uh, Goldlink on crew uh, was sort of where I first heard his name. Uh, But Goldlink as an artist is sort of fairly similar in sort of like producing unique R&B. And that, for me, makes him worth a listen. Uh, His sort of newer music, newer albums, uh, would probably be the highlight for most people. But uh, if you do like that sort of music, I'd definitely recommend listening to his, off the top of my head, I want to say 2016-2015 album album, um, titled And After That We Didn't Talk. Um, It's sort of a bit slower, a little bit more acoustic, um, but for me, it's his best album. Uh, It sort of found fame with a few of the singles outside of this, but this, for me, produced some of his more standout songs, more sort of in his style, a little bit more unique R&B, like Late Night and Palm Trees. Um, And Late Night is actually, uh, the feature on it moves me on to my next artist, which is uh, Masago, I believe he's pronounced, uh, yeah, it's a feature on Late Night, very sort of uber jazzy and soulful R&B, sort of just like worth a listening is probably to Dow and Mystery Lady at two highlights from his discography, um, but also his feature on Cicero's song Good to Know is definitely worth a listen, I have to say I think that uh, Masago steals that song for me, that, that feature is just flawless. Uh, So yeah, that's uh, the sort of music section rounded up. Um, So Clouded, Let Me Know, Been Away, Um, and then Goldlink and Masego are uh, sort of big highlights for me that if you have a sort of spare five minutes in your day are definitely worth listening to. Um, I'd love you to get involved on our Twitter. It's completely open for discussion and questions. Um, And yeah, I'd love to sort of hear what you guys think so that I can discuss a bit more in upcoming episodes and sort of follow up on some of these topics because i mean i'd love to just have a section where i talk about Goldlink because he has such a dense discography alone that i mean it could easily just be an entire podcast but yeah i'd love to sort of highlight him and, and drill a bit deeper into some of his tracks because it is definitely worth the time so the next section that i want to cover is fashion uh, today we're going to just highlight a couple of sort of trainer releases, just sort of a couple of uh, interesting things that have popped up in the release schedule uh, for the start of this year. Um, yeah, so I want to I want to cover a variety of fashion, uh, which is interesting to sort of the average person throughout this segment. Uh, not just sort of high fashion, not just the latest Gucci releases, the latest Burberry releases, runway fashion shows. I think it's interesting to discuss those things sometimes, but... I think I want to talk about things that probably the average person might want to buy or might want to be sort of uh, more educated about. Uh, And yeah, so today I want to talk about a couple of the new Jordan releases. Um, So I I saw the sort of announcement for the new Air Jordan High Zoom. Um, So the the Air Jordan High Zoom is based on the Jordan 1 and it's essentially a carbon copy of the Jordan 1 but just with a little bit more up-to-date tech, because, I mean, the Jordan 1 has been about since the late 80s, and it it is comfortable, but it's just on... It's it's not even comparable to the latest sort of running trainers from Nike or Adidas or or your average New Balance trainer. It's just not comparable. But with this sort of Zoom tech, I I haven't tried one on, but it is a complete sort of switch-up in a lot of the fabrics used and a lot of the sole materials... Um, But this new uh, Ed Jordan High Zoom uh, Comfort is a PSG collaboration and is a bit strange, to be honest. I understand that it is inspired upon their fourth shirt, I think, which to me, it's it's unusual, a bit weird to have a fourth shirt. There's no need to have fourth shirts in football. Um, But it is sort of like a pink, almost like a tie-dye marble effect on the shirt. And that has been transitioned onto the shoe as well. But it's essentially a black and white edge on one with a sort of a pink sort of tie-dye effect based off of the shirt, like I said, on the the cuff, the sort of upper section of the trainer. And we're seeing this quite a lot in in the Jordans this year, such as with the uh, the Jordan 1, the sort of yellow vault colourway, uh which came out or, or got announced, I don't know if it's come out yet, a so sort of a month or so ago, um which was basically just like a yellow and white Jordan one and then had a bright sort of neon yellow vault collar on the upper again. Um but it's it's sort of quite it's quite in your face. It sort of feels a bit like a sort of random add on. And I like I said, I understand this is the sort of uh, design taken from a fourth shirt, but to me it just says nothing about PSG, nothing about Paris. People are saying, and I see on the press release, that they're describing it as having an element of Parisian flair, whatever that means in this context, because I don't see any Parisian flair. But um, yeah, they seem to be like in sort of neon colours, a lot in the Jordan Jordan range at the start of this year. Um, But I'm not personally feeling it. But I understand that probably a lot of people will be picking this up just because it's a PSG collaboration but I'm, I'm quite happy to see that the PSG x Jordan uh, sort of collaboration world is going strong because it's an interesting sort of new direction in, in football merchandise and football shirts it's quite random on the face of it uh, I mean Jordan is primarily basketball but that's who it's named after that, that's what it's about so it's quite an interesting transition to move it into the world of European football but um, it's it's produced some interesting things like I know that their I think it's their third shirt for PSG this season is really nice it's sort of like a a a rich uh, sort of clarity uh, colour with some sort of cream accents and that is really nice but this fourth shirt I think is just a a, a miss for me Um, but when it comes to the, the Zoom comfort the one that I am waiting for and not just because I'm a Londoner but the uh, Edge on One Zoom Comfort London uh, colorway, for me is it's sort of miles better. It probably played a little bit more safe in comparison to the PSG shoe. But um, for me, it's just a overall better Jordan. Again, with press releases, they they love a phrase. They've called the color uh, photon dust. I don't know what that is really. Apparently, it's grey because uh, that, that's the color of the shoe. It's sort of grey and like a. Pearly sort of peaches, uh, quite natural colours really. I completely see the sort of inspiration from London and, and our overcast weather for sure. Um, but that was announced beginning of December kind of time. We're still yet to see that one. Whereas the PSG shoe was only announced a couple of weeks ago and that is has already uh, been seen in existence. So I'm not quite sure what's happened to the London one. But I mean, you have to allow for delays in this In this COVID world, uh, I understand, but not everything is running to schedule, understandably. Um, So yeah, those are two uh, sort of Air Jordan ones which are definitely worth keeping a note of because there aren't a lot of sort of big-name releases at the start of this year. In the trainer calendar of uh, sort of more exclusive releases, the sort of spring season does tend to be a quieter one with the lead-up to summer being busy and then uh, the lead-up to Christmas being busy. Um, as it is with many industries but um yeah it's quite unusually quiet for this time of year again i'd like to sort of go back and have another look at 2020 Um, and when i look at it my highlight of 2020 or sort of my brand of the year i'd have to say is new balance they have really put in quite a resurgence last year and that looks like it is still going strong uh, in 2021 uh, because we're seeing the 2002 R silhouette is making a comeback, and New Balance have quite sort of safe shoes. I mean, a couple of years ago, they were just a bit labelled as a as a dad shoe, but they are just really beautiful, uh, sort of neutral, um, not 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 in your face silhouettes, uh, and tend to use quite sort of other than in their collaborations, they tend to use sort of neutral colourways, with all like beiges, grays. Uh, navy blues um, and that is the sort of uh, list of colorways that have gone again with the 2002 R. Uh, it was originally released in 2002 uh, as the name suggests and sort of was the introduction of a lot of new technologies which made New Balances famously comfortable um, it, it, there's a reason that it got labelled as the dad shoe and that is because you can just slap it on and it is comfortable no matter where you go it's got grip, it's suede It's everything that you could look for. Um, But it's a nice alternative, this 2002R, to the 992 or the 990. I think we're on the V5 at the moment. Um, As they are lovely shoes, but are going for quite a high resale value, especially the 992s, which was the sort of um, the headliner on this uh, new balance resurgence last year. Uh, With obviously the 992 grey was famously worn day after day by Steve Jobs so yeah it's a highlight to the 992 definitely but there's def there's plenty of other New Balance shoes that are well worth a look whether they're hyped or not they're all all of their releases at the moment is just knocking it out of the park um, so I think that's definitely yeah definitely worth a highlight there and uh, take a look at those so the last section of the podcast um, will just be a brief one uh, talking about architecture. And I, I felt like I had to get this in at the end of the podcast because I just saw a beautiful, uh, fantastic building in a decent article the other day. Um, and it's in Bristol. Um, it's called the Courton House. And it's uh, designed by Barefoot Architects, who I believe are also Bristol-based, but I might be wrong on that one. Um, but it's named the Courton House after the sort of primary building material um, as it's sort of quite obviously constructed from corten and Steel. Um, and if you don't know, Court and Steel is essentially like a pre-weathered steel product um, which the building is clad in. Um, and it sort of, it, it provides sort of rusty aesthetic, um, it's sort of quite famous for its use on the Angel of the North to provide that sort of really rich uh, sort of rusted orange autumnal colour. Um but in, the, in this example, it's put to fantastic use as quite a large sort of element of the, of the front of the site is covered by an existing brick wall, which is covered in this sort of graffiti collage. Um, and the corten Steel building essentially rises from behind this brick wall to create uh, this sort of beautiful contrast between these really sort of industrial building materials. And it's well worth a look at. And also the design article is fantastic and is well worth a read. But the site's quite unique because it's an L-shaped site. It's just sort of, has been slotted onto the end of a street on this main road in Bristol. Um, but they've they've made great use out of this sort of unusual shape and every inch has been built on, essentially, as it, as it sort of rides right up to the brick wall. Um, but sort of, they, they've produced some quite sharp angles to the building, which are quite eye-catching. And one of the sort of more... Uh, sort of unique features I'd say of the building is this beautiful, tiny little courtyard which is surrounded on two sides by this court in steel wall and then the other by the existing brick wall and an entrance way through it um, and provides this sort of tiny slot uh, where the building towers above you and the brick wall towers above you because it's a sort of double height brick wall as if you sort of look at the photos, you'll be able to see. Um, but it, it's really quite something that building and I'd love to love to visit it one day um, but yeah the article is well worth a read and I just wanted to slot that in at the end of a podcast because it is quite a, a unique structure um, and it is worth a look whether you're into architecture or not or if you're just sort of into design it, you can definitely appreciate it I would have thought and that is it for today's podcast. If you sort of weren't keen or or if, if there's sort of any areas that you feel like you would want to change about this podcast or add in, um, I'd love for you to give me another chance on the next podcast coming, but also just drop me a message on our Twitter, which is uh, BTECBASQUIAT, it's spelled B-T-E-C-B-A-S-Q-U-I-A-T, um, and just leave me uh, your sort of review and your opinion on it, and I'll be more than happy to change things up and uh, sort of add sections in for uh, anything that anyone else is interested in or would like my opinion on. But please leave your questions and your feedback, and uh, I'd love to sort of create a real discussion around these sort of topic points. Um, I've already got uh, ideas in my head for what I'd love to talk to talk about on the next next podcast, so. I really, really am excited about doing these. And yeah, I hope that some other people out there might also be interested. Um, And I really look forward to hearing from you and talking to you next time. So thank you very much and see you at the next pod.